The following podcast is brought to you by Pathways Church. For more information, visit www.pathwayschurch.us. Thanks for joining us for this message from our weekend service. Every week we're hearing stories about how God is moving in people's lives. So if you have a story to share, email us at info at pathwayschurch.us. We'd love to hear from you about how God is working in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice job. I think uh, if we could have a moment of silence for an old man to catch his breath, that would be just fine. Hey, I uh, want to welcome you to church this morning. It's going to be, if you don't know, a little bit of a different kind of morning than normal. I fell in love with that song because it gave me those temptation vibes when I listened to it. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. The, the other reason I fell in love with this song is because uh, it has a message, I think, that we all need to hear this season. And it gets, I, at first when I listened to it, I was like, oh, this is, a, this is a jam. And then I started listening to the message, and I was like, wow, this is really profound. Because I feel like Christmas is one of these polarizing holidays that comes along. On the one hand, you have those people who are Christmas people, and they're like, oh, I just love the beautiful, peaceful snowfalls every time it falls and the smell of fresh-baked cookies. And then you have the other people who are like, I hate the snow, and I have to dig out my driveway one more time after the snowplow comes, except when it's like 70 degrees this week, which I'm loving. And then as far as those fresh-baked cookies, I got to cook 50 dozen of them because Susie's got a choir concert, Billy's got a band concert, and do you know how much butter costs these days? So you have those kind of sentiments that go along. And if you're around church, if you've grown up in church, you know that Advent marks the liturgical Christian calendar for us as we spend four weeks anticipating the birth of this baby. And so every week pivots on one of four words, and those four words are hope, love, joy, and peace. But I think if we were to be honest, a more accurate assessment of what those four words are, If we were to be real, it would be broke, busy, migraine, and tired. A lot of times, that's more so what our holiday seasons feel like. And when it comes to the holidays, it also impacts how we manage our emotional energy, how we manage how we feel. Because for some of us, when the holidays come, there's like this immense pressure to feel some type of way. Like some people, like I said, feel this natural euphoria when it comes to the subject of Christmas. You're at your 4th of July cookout pulling your hot dog and broth off the grill and they're like, 175 days till Christmas, woo! And you're like, settle. (laughs) I just wanna eat my hot dog, light a smoke bomb, because you're not feeling it that way. And while there can be tremendous grief uh, and loss and uncertainty that comes into the tapestry of our Christmas holiday season, you can find yourself feeling like it's not okay to not be okay when it comes to getting ready for Christmas or navigating the weeks leading up to this holiday. But I want to let you know it's okay to feel the heaviness, to feel the uncertainty that comes along with the holidays at times. But this song, the reason I love it, because it reminds us that everything is not lost. The song is a very real, honest encouragement for us to look at our world's and look at the reality of what we're also experiencing. Our world can be beautiful and it can be chaotic all at the same time. And we can wanna turn a deaf ear and and close our eyes to to the hardships we see in the world around us, whether it's in the news or in our own personal worlds. 
But the song reminds us that it ain't over. Look at your neighbor and say, it ain't over. I'm disappointed, Pat. See, in church where I grew up, when the pastor said, look at your neighbor, he'd say, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it ain't over. It ain't over. I don't know what you're experiencing. I don't know what you're facing right now, but your story is still being written. Your story is still not done yet. And there is an author who wrote himself into the pages of history in the form of a baby boy. And he wants to write our stories. He wants to be a part of your stories. And so this morning, as we look at the Christmas story, we're gonna begin by looking at the angels. The angel shows up, as you're familiar with this story, and a lot of times I think we think of angels as those chubby, cute cherubs sitting on a cloud holding a harp, or maybe you think of those cute, cubby, cute, cubby, cute, chubby, Cupid's arrow, you know, that's what we picture when we think sometimes about angels, but when you read this narrative in the book of Luke, you kind of get the idea if it simmers a little bit that it's probably not an accurate picture. This is what Luke chapter two, verses eight says. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. Another translation says they were terrified. Now think about it, these are shepherds. These are dudes that hang out in the wild, defending their flocks from, from wolves, sheep, not from sheep, they have sheep, <laughs> defending themselves from wolves and bears and lions. I mean, these are grizzly Adam kind of guys. And it says they were terrified. They weren't glam camping. These were people that were accustomed to being in the night. And in the middle of the night, during their night shift, they get interrupted and it says they're terrified, probably because it wasn't chubby little angels. It was probably a little more like this. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth and a good will toward men. Yeah. That's probably a little bit more accurate depiction of what it was, because we know that grown men ain't scared of chubby little babies. They're just scared of ugly babies. But there's no such thing as ugly babies. I'm just kidding. But these grown men were terrified, and let's read on what they say. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with that angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those whom he is pleased. There was a reason they were terrified because these angels were awe-inspiring. And these angels show up out of nowhere to a group of unassuming, unsuspecting guys who were literally just trying to get through their night, doing their shift, they're clocked in, and the angel shows up out of nowhere, disrupting them with this message. They were doing nothing out of the norm, nothing spectacular, but the night became a spectacle 
when the heavenly host show up. And this disruptive message was a message that would change their lives forever. This season reminds us that there is a disruptive message. And it's this, that there's a flicker of hope on the horizon, that no matter how dark the night has been, it ain't over. And these shepherds, while they were just doing their job, maybe kind of like you feel like you're doing, you're just kind of marking time getting through life. Maybe coming to church even this morning was just another one of those things I got to get through. I'm just here to see my kids sing so I can go home and watch some football. But this message that the angels brought to disrupt the shepherd's life is the same message that comes to disrupt our lives. And it's to tell you that there is good news on the way. And maybe you're thinking, Gary, how do you know? You don't know my life. You don't know me, bro. You don't know what kind of circumstances and hardships I'm facing and what's really been happening. But I do know this, Christmas comes with amazing regularity every year. And Christmas comes as a reminder to you and I every year to tell us what's right, what's true, and what is real. And that is Christmas celebrating the birth of this baby who reminds us that God came to be with us Christmas is this, this like heavenly megaphone announcing that God came racing toward humanity to walk with us in the middle of it all. So whether it's been the greatest year of your life or the worst year of your life, inevitably, Christmas and New Year coming on strong, like the song said. So you gotta get ready. And here's the thing. When those words are spoken to the shepherds, The shepherds are clueless about where this narrative, where this story that's being written right now is headed. They're just going about their lives. And we see this as we've spent the last few weeks looking at different characters in this story. As Mary and Joseph were disrupted, they hear this announcement from angels. They don't know exactly how this story is gonna play out, but you and I have the gift of scriptures to see how the movie ends, to know that this baby who was born is going to be growing up into a man who does miracles, who heals blind people, who liberates those who are in bondage. He transformed lives. He moved towards those who were excluded and marginalized, and he cheers and aligns himself with underdogs. And how did the shepherds react to this news that they receive? Besides being jaw-dropped, like that video, which is probably how I would feel, I can tell you what they did not do. What the shepherds did not do is go, wow, that was weird, and go back to tending their sheep or shoveling their driveways. I don't know what that motion was, but they, they, they didn't go back to their lives as normal. What they did do is what we find in Luke chapter two, verse 15. It says, when the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. The Bible says that the shepherds heard and they hurried to the manger. That's how they responded. The shepherds heard, they heard, and they hurried to the manger. They became ambassadors of this good news that they had received. They didn't just keep it to themselves, but they ended up sharing it with everybody around them, and the people who heard it were amazed. 
because they knew it to be true. And what was this good news they shared? That Jesus was gonna be born. And the good news is that God is in the process of fixing our broken world and he is with his people to do it. The good news of this Christmas celebration is that God longs to fix our broken world and he wants to partner with you and in you to be a part of doing that. So there are two questions that I just want us to ponder as we continue in on a really fun morning this morning. And the two questions are this. Number one, will you let this message disrupt you today? Maybe what I'm saying to you is enough to make you pause and at least consider that there is a bigger narrative for this holiday season than just Christmas presents and gifts and Christmas parties and cookies and snow? Will you receive the message of this good news that God wants to fix the broken world and he wants to fix your broken world by moving towards you? And maybe today, maybe today you can take one more step closer to him and having your life transformed by this disruptive message. Will you let it interrupt you today? Number two, Will you do what the shepherds did and share this message of hope with the world around you? Will you do what the shepherds did and share this with the people around you? I'm not saying you need to stand on, on the corner holding a, a sign for everybody, but will you just be an ambassador of this good news to your friends, to your coworkers, to your neighbors, to your own family, and letting them know that there is a God who loves them, that sees them, that knows them, and came to be with them and one easy way to do that is simply to grab this card. You might have saw it on the chair pockets or chair on the seats around you. You could grab this and take it with you and just say, hey, you see somebody, a neighbor or a friend or somebody you want to invite, you just say, I don't know if you guys have plans for Christmas, but I'd love to have you come sit next to me and invite them to come to the Christmas Eve service. And, and if you don't want to grab a paper card and you just want to fire off a text, if you go to our church website, at the top of the home page, there's a banner that says Christmas Eve services. If you click on it, it gives you some tools to use, some graphics and even some language you could use to just fire off a text to some people that you, you know and you care about. Because the reality is, is if they don't hear an invite from you, the likelihood of them coming and filling all these empty seats that you see around you is very slim. But you can make a difference in how God wants to meet the hearts of his people of his children all through the valley by just simply sending an invite. So I wanna invite you to do that. Would you do that this morning? Sure, Gary, I would love to. <laughs> Great, so glad to hear that. Now, this morning, we're gonna do what the angels did. One angel shows up, brings the news. The next angels show up, it's a multitude, and they're praising God and giving thanks to him. So will you do that this morning? Will you, will you stand on your feet? We're gonna worship together, and I wanna invite you to just sing these songs out from the top of your lungs. <laughs> 